Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Beth. Hey, Jenna. How are you? Doing great. Yeah? Well, yeah, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Did you go to Mass this morning? I did. How was it? Well, it was super late. Oh, sad. You know, I have like a little crisis on days like that. I'm like, should I just go to the chapel? Mm -hmm. But I'm so glad I went to Mass. Praise God. Yeah, it was beautiful. I guess I continue Mm -hmm. to become more and more aware of just my absolute inability to be an adult. It's like, I can't take care of myself. Right. I can't take care of anyone else. I can't handle my own life. So I go to Mass and I remember like, oh. It's all about the Lord. Yeah. And he likes it that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I'm not a burden to him. He's like, yeah, let me actually let me do that for you. Yeah. My spiritual director used this phrase with me recently when we were talking about prayer and kind of like my striving and like wanting to do prayer right. And she said, you're driving again. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And it was like this sense of like moving forward and pushing But the next time I went to prayer, I saw the Lord with like a set of keys in his hands. He's Mm. like, you're driving again. Mm. So it's been like a really cool image Mm. to pray with. Like, I I don't feel like driving. I don't actually even like driving physically. (laughs) So it's been good. That's why we work. Because I don't like driving. Yeah. (laughs) So true. You love love to drive. Yeah. Yeah. Do you love to drive metaphorically? I think it's cool. I'm excited to pray with it. Probably. Yeah. I don't, th- I actually don't think I like it. I've been handed the keys at times mm-hmm. and um, I need to let him go, you know, mm. but no, I would much rather like follow. I think you're very good though at driving metaphorically, sure, driving, but taking directions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Except when you do it too much at excess. Me? Backseat drive, side seat driving. I'm talking about Jesus, not me. <laughs> Am I a backseat driver? Sometimes it's surprising. Wow. It's like, where did this come from? Well, <laughs> were you recently with someone in trauma in a car? No, never. Because I do think people who like struggled in cars before tend to like side seat drive, backseat drive. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's that I always <laughs> drive because I'm single, I live alone. Yeah. So I'm not used to being driven. Yeah. That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yes, I do really want to get some direction. Yeah. I don't want to be in charge of anything ever. That's kind of cool. Please, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of cool, though, that you are able to drive and take direction. Yeah. Like you, it's just so you to like get it done at the direction of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, that's fun. That is fun. A little different. We're a little bit. We're a little different. <laughs> Praise God for that. Amen. Praise God for differences in the world. Jenna, you know what I was thinking about? Tell me. Father Parks. Always. Pretty much. Yeah. He's our ministry spiritual advisor. And somehow we've been able to rope him into a monthly dinner. Some months it's harder than others. Yeah. He's a busy guy. He's a busy dad pastoring a parish. He's not popping on here in case you're wondering with bated breath. He's not here. Yeah. He's here. This, this would have been a very long intro, like just ignoring him. But suddenly his voice comes in. He's like, hey, hey guys. Been here the whole time. <laughs> but we had dinner on Friday night. You know, Father Parks is like a full-time evangelist. 
especially to servers at restaurants. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about this little silver bullet that Father Parks keeps in his back pocket, in stacks in his office that he hands out like candy. It's called The Ultimate Relationship. It's just a little book about the Lord, basically. Okay, so what I love about this booklet is the way that it explains having a relationship with the Lord. So it basically outlines and has a little diagram Mm -hmm. of three ways that you could be in relationship with the Lord. The first one is, is God outside of your life? Is God a part of your life? Or is God the center of your life? So he relates it to relationships Mm -hmm. and how you can be single, right? So there's someone outside of your life. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's no committed relationship in your life. You're single. So it's outside of your life. Yes. Then there's dating where mm-hmm. someone's a part of your life. Partial commitment. Then you get married. Total commitment. I think it's really helpful that they kind of give that same trajectory um, from the lens of human relationships. Now, it's not a perfect analogy, but let's say if you're single, there's no romantic relationship in your life. So that's outside of your everyday life. Now, if you're dating, you've made a partial commitment to someone. They're a part of your life, but there are lots of other things going on in your life. But once you get married, that's a total commitment to another person. doesn't mean they're the center of your life, but you've made a total commitment with your life to that relationship. So you can see it's not perfect. Your husband, your wife is not the center of your life. But when you get married, you do make a total commitment. So we see that displayed in a commitment to the Lord. So when you don't have a relationship with God, when he's not involved in your life, that's like being single. He's outside of your life. For a lot of people, they're in that middle box where faith, Jesus, church is a part of their lives, but one of many things going on in their life. But when you've given your life to Jesus, you've made a total commitment to follow him. He's the center of your life. Everything else revolves around that relationship. So what I love about talking to Father Parks about this is he even said it at dinner on Friday. He said, every time I talk about this with someone, a new analogy comes to mind, or the Holy Spirit reveals like a new way to explain this to someone. So the way that he explained it on Friday was one of my favorite ways. So imagine that you have like a huge debt and someone has offered and has raised the funds to pay off the whole debt. And it's just sitting there. And all you have to do is say yes, if you want to accept all of the funds to pay off this debt. Like you do not have to do anything. All we have to do is say yes to the reception of this gift. Yeah, so good. It's so amazing. Yeah. I was really struck by that too, that every time he presents this very simple formula, every time he tells people the kerygma, which is the good news, the story of the gospel, Jesus's life, death, resurrection, our need for a savior every time it's different because he's not doing it in his own strength. He's not driving. The Holy Spirit is inspiring him with these different analogies and really appealing to each individual person's heart. Yes. So cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking about two weeks ago, we kind of talked about like personal holiness being everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like maybe this should have come first. Okay. <laughs> like we're asking people, and we ourselves are kind of driving toward this personal holiness. But I wonder if there are people on this Mm. spectrum Mm. that are in the 
middle box mm. that Jesus is a part of their life. So it's not about doing more stuff and filling up the box with more of the Lord. It's actually the first thing to do, you know, like forget all this language about personal holiness. And I think it's cyclical. Mm. We always have to do it. Like that you said, so we true. always have to recommit. Yes. Re-remember that this is a free gift that we get to accept into our lives day in and day out. And so I, I do agree. Yeah. Yes, this has to come first. This is primary. But we can and need to come back to it again and again and always be open to how the Lord is making us holy. I think my heart, just as I was praying for the podcast and for all of you, I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to confuse people. I don't want them to think they have to drive. Mm -hmm. They have to do more. They have to spend more time in prayer. All of those things are good. But if you think it's up to you to drive, if you think it's up to you to try and figure it out and get better, you're missing the point and the best part of the gospel, which is that it's just receiving a gift, yeah, a free gift. So I just felt on my heart to give you all this opportunity, maybe again, maybe for the first time to say, you know, I've been, I've been kind of exploring this. I've been listening to different podcasts and reading, but I haven't made a formal commitment. I haven't gotten married to the Lord. And I'm not talking about vocation. I'm talking about Isaiah 54. Your maker is your husband. The Lord wants a total lifelong and everlasting commitment. And he's already made it. Mm -hmm. He's already made it. He is all in. All his cards are on the table. Mm -hmm. The question is, have we given him our yes? Yeah. It's a proposal. That's essentially what I'm remembering every single day at Mass. Mm. Every morning when I wake up, like I, I have to renew this today. I have to come back to this today. I have such a short memory. I'm so distracted. I am, you know, so worried. The words of Jesus are just kind of like rolling mm. in my mind to, to St. Martha. Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted about many things. There's need of only one thing. And this is the one thing. I need this recommitment. Yes. Yeah. I've been riding the struggle bus for a couple weeks. I just wrote the conclusion for Lent of yeah. 2022. Unreal. I don't think people understand how far out these things are being prayed with and <laughs> developed and written and edited and yeah. But I was writing really from a place of like honesty of where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And I just said like, maybe at the end of this 40 weeks, you thought you'd be so much farther along and you're not. Mm. And just the reality of when we stop and let him speak to us, let him be with us because he is for us. Mm -hmm. Like he desires union with us and that's it. And if only we stopped long enough to hear him say that. Anyway, I need that recommitment because I haven't stopped long enough in a few weeks, you know? Yeah. And I want him to be the center. I want him to be the driver. Mm -hmm. I think this has been one of the greatest graces of our friendship with the CFRs. Mm. You might remember on an episode with Father Mark Mary last season. Ding! CFR mentioned. Shout out. Father Mark Mary cited um, the psalm, the Lord hears the cry of the poor. And it was like I had this epiphany. I finally understood, like, I'm poor. I'm poor. Every time I read, sang, 
whatever, that psalm. I thought about the materially poor. And I was like, wow, it's actually me. I'm poor. I can do nothing. I am so weak. It's like the gospel made sense for the first time, actually. And so I think in a way we've kind of been living that, Mm -hmm. just understanding more and more of our poverty, feeling more and more like our littleness, how our efforts aren't getting the job done. And I think I think that's a purification from the Lord. I think it's a grace, but man, it's hard to like come to the end of myself before I even start the day, Mm. you know, to face the day and feel totally incapable is a grace, I think. It is. The beginning of humility, I think. (laughs) Please, God. Yeah. To come back to that commitment every day and realize like, oh, So it's not just my poverty or my inability or my sin or my weakness. I'm not left there. No, he comes now, not only fills in the gap, but like pays the debt, takes over, gets in the driver's seat. That's a lot of analogies. I find them helpful. That's my (laughs) interior experience these past few weeks. A common theme, again, spoiler alert for Lent, (laughs) is this idea that we're empty handed. Yes. And so at the end, again, I wrote the conclusion today, and we're empty handed and he fills our hands. Like he holds our hands. We Mm. walk with him. He lights every step of the path. But we are empty handed Mm -hmm. and we can do nothing. We cannot save ourselves. We Mm -hmm. cannot get all of the tasks done. We can't live an abundant life without the Lord. Mm -hmm. And this is where it begins, is this recognition and realization of putting Him and allowing Him to be the center of our lives. I just want to make this like so practical. Lest you think we're talking about these like super spiritual ideas. I mean, who's talking about super spiritual ideas? I'm I'm like a little infant for the first time realizing I can't do anything. Yeah. I just want to like spell it out for people. I'm talking, I can't take care of my house and get my grocery shopping done and mentor the women who are in the well and care for my family and be attentive to their suffering and pay all my bills and, you know, and, and, and. Like it's, it's really actually a lot. And I'm really actually like a little child, <laughs> unable to do any of that. Yeah. So I can either go into driving and striving mode, or I can stand like frozen before all of this mm. and kind of shut down or put up boundaries or cut back. And, and those things are good and important. And we're invited at different times to, you know, say no and prune away relationships or commitments. But I really think it all comes down to this. I think it's a grace when you come to the end of yourself. Mm. And I think it's an invitation to let the Lord lead. Yeah. To come back to that commitment that He's already made and renew our yes. Or for the first time, like give Him more of a yes. Mm-hmm. My spiritual director has been inviting me to spend time before the cross. And if I'm totally mm-hmm. honest with you, that's a new place for me. For years, I sort of avoided the cross, I felt a lot of guilt and shame there. I felt awkward. Like, what can I possibly give the Lord? I was distracted by a lot of other people there. Like, should I be attentive to Our Lady? Like, there's no way that my grief 
mm. is important wow. next to hers. You know, there there was just a lot there. And the Lord took over in prayer, thanks be to God, eventually. And it was just, it was very brief. I had this moment of standing before the crucifix, like in the middle of the desert, no one else around, just standing before the Lord. And I said to him, this is all I have. And I, I like felt so deeply that I can't do anything. And I don't even have anything to give him, you know? It just from the cross, he said, this is all I want. And so I stayed there for um, a long time, not initially. It was like too vulnerable and too much. And then kind of as, as my prayer evolved over the weeks, one time as I like revisited that place to kind of like pick up and re-enter, there was stuff everywhere, like these dark piles of I don't know what, like I couldn't even tell. It's not like it was trash. It was just like dark piles of rags. Mm. I have no idea. And mm. I, I was so upset about it because I had come to this place being just naked before the Lord and like totally vulnerable. I felt like I was really finally seeing him and allowing him to love me from the cross. Mm. And then suddenly here's all this other crap I have to deal with. Yeah. And I brought that to my spiritual director, praise God. She just helped me to see that all of that, it's not only my sin mm. or my weakness, but really that it's my whole life history. And somehow in prayer, the Lord shifted from me feeling like I've got to deal with all of this. I got to take care of it. I, you know, I've like in prayer over the years, I've like prayed about this certain thing or like gotten healing in this area or brought this memory before the Lord. But now it's like, here's everything. Here's all of it. And I can't possibly sort through every single pile. And I don't want to bring all of that into this like place of intimacy with the Lord. But it was like for the first time I understood that his love from the cross was washing over all of it. Love and mercy, you know, pouring from his side, washing over all of those piles, like over my whole life history. And no longer do I have to dig up, bring things before him, deal with this, which is kind of that driving mode I'd been in, but just to receive. And it's not like his gaze. It's not his healing. Do you know what I mean? Even mm -hmm. those things are a bit reductive. Like I was kind of keeping him, mm -hmm. attempting to keep him in his lane and deal with my stuff. And suddenly now there's this openness to allow his love and mercy to just wash over everything. So when things come up in prayer, I literally, I lay down in the middle of the desert and I know it's there. I know it's one of these piles and I'm like just receiving the mm. love and mercy washing over. Whereas before something would come up and I would think, oh, here we go again. More pain, more disappointment, more shame. How much longer till I get healed? Now I just lay down, you know? Wow. So I'm on my way to embracing my like nothingness while at the same time feeling more loved than I've ever felt in my life. Can I tell you something crazy? Yeah. I actually, I've had these moments since that experience in prayer, which is, you know, ongoing, unfolding. There will be people in my life who I like deeply love and respect who will, you know, reach out or say something or do something. And I'm like, suddenly I can receive it as love. And I've had this like epiphany, like I've, I don't think I've ever been loved before. 
But I think I just have never been able to receive love before. I was going to say, it's crazy when the realization is that it's all about reception. Totally. Yeah. So how incredible that after you have this breakthrough, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. with the Lord of this total reception Mm -hmm. that you can finally receive from other people. Yeah. That's unreal. Like, I'll be like something will happen and I'm like, whoa, that like really touched me or that really moved me or I'll kind of try to psychoanalyze like, do I care too much about that person? Or You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have idols, all my like religious language. And then I'm like, oh, no, they love me. Mm -hmm. That's it. They love me. But I've never been able to receive it before. Wow. I've had these like barriers up, like with the Lord even. I like bring something before him and I'm expecting him to have this laser focus on this one thing. But now I can see like from his perspective, this like wider lens of again, his love and mercy, light, water, his blood, like washing over. It, it's kind of all of those things and one of those things, depending on the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. That um, makes sense with when we were talking, side note, about people who don't receive even like affirmation. Mm. I wonder if that's like part of it. Yeah. The thing is, without the grace of that prayer and and really being like shepherded there, mm-hmm. it's all grace from God, but I could not have gotten there on my own. Mm. It was totally a grace from God. And I really do pray that anyone hearing this, that it would be a grace that multiplies in your life. You can even borrow that image, you know, and stand in the middle of the desert and Look around at all your stuff and let the Lord love you. I I want that to be your experience too, because to actually receive love, I just had no idea that I didn't know how to receive love. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. It's been beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's share this commitment. So we want to offer you this invitation. If you've come to the end of yourself or if even as we're describing these different stages in relationship with God. If you're thinking, man, he's more kind of a part of my life, but I do desire that he would be the center of my life. We want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. Driving in your car, doing dishes, even with your kids. Recording this podcast. Yeah, (laughs) we are. We're going to recommit as well. Here's the thing. This prayer that we're about to pray with you is really just you opening your empty hands and receiving a gift. It's not our desire to make Jesus the center of our life. It's really, it's his desire. He desires to be everything. Revelations 3.20 says, listen, I'm standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you and eat with you and you with me. That's what this podcast has been, the Lord knocking on the door. So we invite you to pray with us, and you can repeat after us. Why don't you read it, and I can repeat after you. Okay. Father, I believe that you know me and love me. Father, I believe that you know me and love me. I have not always chosen to love you. I have not always chosen to love you. And have broken my relationship with you through my sins. And have broken my relationship with you through my sins. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, who proved your love for me on the cross, who proved your love for me on the cross. Lord Jesus, 
I open the door of my heart. Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart. And I invite you to be at the center of my life. And I invite you to be at the center of my life. To be my Savior and my Lord. To be my Savior and my Lord. Direct me by your Holy Spirit. Direct me by your Holy Spirit. And help me to live the gospel with my whole life. And help me to live the gospel with my whole life. Amen. So if you just prayed that prayer, either made a commitment to make Jesus the center of your life, received His commitment to love you, um, you can actually seal this relationship. It's important to uh, come back. If, you, if you've been away from the sacrament of confession for a long time, you've just repented of your sins. We don't want anything to get in the way of you receiving that love and mercy. So we want to invite you to receive the sacrament of confession, which is a sacrament of healing. I'm really glad we had this podcast for me today. <laughs> so glad. I need <laughs> confession so bad. During totally. Mass, it was like all my prayer. Oh, I need confession, Lord, please. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks, friend. Thank you, BD. Great idea. Thanks, Father Parks. Thanks, Father Parks. All our good ideas are usually Father Parks. I think we're going to call that our closing prayer. I love that idea. We would love if you've just done this for the first time or maybe recommitted. We'd love to hear about it in the comment box over on YouTube. So share with us below. Share with us um, if you're going to confession. Mm -hmm. It's so helpful to hear each other's stories, to hear your witness. Um, It's encouraging to continue this walk with the Lord when we know we're not walking without brothers and sisters of Christ as well. Mm -hmm. We're in it with you. Yeah. All right. We love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.